Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is where you'll find your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors, well, they might provide that roadmap for you Thursday, for your journey. On Thursday, Thursdays that we're broadcasting, we will be talking to mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors? Well, most of them are authors, seasoned coaches, and uh, at least each month you will hear either Alan Fox, Dr. Alan Fox, today's mentor, or Coach Chuck Reese. And on those other Thursdays during the month that we broadcast, you might hear people like Dr. Bryce Young, uh, Energy Coach Linda LeClaire, Coach Ashley Hobson, Coach Scott Williams, Nick Saviano, Coach uh, Ed Kraft. We've been blessed to have high school coaches and college coaches from throughout the country. Actually, I shouldn't say that from throughout the world on our broadcast. And I suspect the Almighty willing that will continue in the future. Uh, besides those outstanding coaches, uh, we've been blessed to have people like the head of the U.S. Uh, PTA, uh the head of the PTR. Matter of fact, in the coming months, I suspect we will be talking to either the PTR executive director, Nick Saviano, or one of the representatives because they'll have the uh, symposium coming up in January, which you're, if you're not making plans to go to Hilton Head, you should be. And, of course, uh, coming up uh, in November, uh, locally in Florida, we have the uh, Florida Athletic Coaches Association uh, High School Coaching uh, Seminar for the weekend in November, and uh, we will be uh, training the tennis coaches throughout Florida. So I suspect uh, Coach uh, Shua will be uh, having somebody uh, that will be talking about the uh, presentation that will be going on that weekend. I'm sure it's going to be an exciting uh, weekend. It usually is. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio and the Yellow Ball Network is that you can listen at any time you choose to the broadcast or any of the other broadcasts like uh, Wednesday's uh, Chuck Reese's American uh, Tennis or uh, Sunday's um, uh, Coach's Corner with Randy Blumendahl. Uh If you missed yesterday's uh, American Tennis, uh, Coach Chuck Reese was always passionate. Uh, and uh, yesterday's broadcast, I would I'd recommend all his broadcasts you listen to. But I thought yesterday's broadcast was especially. Uh, Great broadcast, and of course, like I said, the nice thing about Blocktown Radio is if you miss the broadcast, you can just go to Chuck Reese or go to where you see the Yellow Ball Network, uh, head on there, and you can listen to the broadcast anytime you choose. And I should thank uh, the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you're missing out on some useful information because I believe Dr. King, when he said our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, each Thursday I will add my personal views on North American tennis. And naturally you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Who knows, together we may wake up that sleeping giant high school tennis. It would be a blessing if that happened. Besides our weekly conversation, the Almighty Willen, 
You will also be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I had previously expressed, if you disagree, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca at att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida Tennis Magazine or hear them on Coach Denise Sheeran Tennis Blessings broadcast. It would not be the first time. Remember, if someone has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis Magazine from the pro shop, well, you can usually find the last issue by going to www.floridatennis.com. And, of course, in between issues, you can find Jim Mark's articles and the other authors and myself on uh, Facebook at Florida Tennis. That's FL Tennis on Facebook. So you should be able to pick up those broadcasts there. Our show should be about repetition uh, today because, as you can hear, I've been away for – uh, six weeks now, and uh, like I said, we uh, would get back to doing broadcast again uh, in October. I kept my promise, but uh, not doing these broadcasts. <laughs> you have to put up with me stumbling uh, around here, but we'll get back to uh, work pretty soon. Uh, I should go into our commentary before our uh, mentor uh, Alan Fox is on. I think we have uh, an outstanding, outstanding uh, topic for you uh, today, um, and that is uh, what role emotions play in tennis. Uh, I think uh, we could probably expand that to what role they uh, play in any uh, sport and, uh, and also in life. Uh, you don't have to just go to the news or go to Facebook or go anywhere in in a political season that we are. Uh, it seems like emotions have uh, taken over uh, for uh, talking uh, common sense sometimes or for examining uh, evidence uh, to uh, come to facts. It's I guess it's easier to let your emotions uh Take control. So uh, it's a scary subject, but uh, actually today being Halloween, it's uh, a good day for us to get into it. So I'm sure uh, Dr. Alan Fox will be uh, uh, with us shortly, and uh, we will get into that topic. So let me give you my uh, commentary for October uh, 31st. I've often talked about tennis being a game of time, and in my opinion, time also becomes a mirror of who you become as a coach and as a person. Like no successful athletes are born, uh, basketball players, baseball, tennis, and other athletes, uh, they're not born as a tennis player or a baseball player or a basketball player. And neither is a coach. Time and time management is part of the equation of becoming a good coach. I had planned uh, to talk more about that today, but since uh, our mentor, Alan Fox, and I have discussed that uh, some in the future, uh, we decided to get into the topic that you'll hear tonight. Uh, I believe that, once again, addressing time, the importance of Judeo-Christian values to coach in America are important. Uh, since tennis organizations are mirroring the move towards socialist organizations today, developing competitive tennis athletes have become even more challenging than they uh, used to be when I started coaching uh, well, about 55 plus years ago. Uh, so it's a different world in coaching, and uh, coaches have to uh, uh, make changes just like everybody else do. But like I said, I think we are a product of our environment, and uh, but time uh, is something that uh, is part of the equation. Since today's mentor, 
is Dr. Alan Fox, and we have previously discussed issues like why some players are better practice players than tournament players and other issues about uh, the value of technique versus um, tactical parts of the game. I think we should address, to me, which is the most obvious issue there is out there uh, today, and that is emotions. And it's role in tennis. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, we can see it right now, uh, the role it has in life, uh, just by, like I said earlier, turning on the uh, TV or uh, going to uh, Facebook. But uh, emotions are a big part of uh, uh, life, a big part of politics, uh, and, but it's also, uh, I think, a big part of uh, sports. Uh, for those who wish, I will clarify my views on the topic of uh, why time is now uh, to examine the challenges of what I consider a socialist tennis organizations uh, being developed. Uh, and it's not surprising, especially since... Uh, our government is uh, doing battle right now, uh, debating if it should be a socialist government or a republic like our constitution set up or not. So uh, those of you that uh, will listen to my November 14th Coach Denise Exploring Tennis Lessons with mentor uh, Coach Chuck Reese then, uh, we'll be able to uh, examine more of my views then. And the Almighty Willen, uh, I will continue to be sharing my commentary uh, each Thursday. And um, I, I suspect you'll be able to still uh, see my views in Florida Tennis Magazine uh, each issue. And like I stated earlier, if... Uh, you are uh, disagree with what I've said, uh, and and then if you want to have a civil uh, discussion uh, about it, then uh, you know by all means, uh, you know let me know. You can reach me at uh, Coach Nice dot at dot net. And um, it would not be the first time, like I said, that uh, your views have been expressed in Florida Tennis Magazine or on uh, the broadcast. I've done it before. Uh, I've come to realize uh, that everybody does not agree with me, and that's perfectly okay. Uh, Truthfully, uh, I used to be a lot smarter when I was younger and had all the answers, and uh, as I approach my uh, 80th year now, uh, I question myself more often uh, than I have in the uh, last 15 or 20 years. So uh, we can get into a discussion on any of those subjects. I just uh, ask you, you know, to let's not just get emotional about a subject. I know today's Halloween. And, uh, you know, Halloween is an emotional uh, time. We express that. But when if you're trying to uh, gather evidence to support facts that you have, it's, uh, it's hard to do that if you get too emotional. And I think, uh, you know, today's topic is uh, an outstanding topic because of uh, – that there, but, uh, you know, we will get into uh, that in a few minutes. I don't see uh, Alan Fox here uh, yet, but uh, he he should be here any uh, moment, and at that time we can get into our uh, uh, topic. Uh, I was just going to try it. Hang on one second. I will try to... uh, call him yeah, let's 
see him here. Can call Alan Fox and just remind him. Thanks, sir. Okay, so let's see uh, if we get a, a call in there because I, like I said, I do think uh, emotions, uh, you know, they're part of all sports. Uh, we heard, uh, we saw watching the uh, World Series uh, just uh, last night and the night before uh, how emotional. Uh, it uh, got just uh, watching. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's part of it. Hang on, I think we. Uh... Yeah, it's time. Okay. Five minutes, okay. 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 Dr. Fox will be with us in about five minutes, so you'll have to put up with my raggedy voice for about five minutes uh, more before we get him on. Um, like I was saying, uh, I listened to some of the commentaries, and not that commentaries uh, actually have all the uh, answers. But uh, you heard them. Did hang on a second? Does he have the number to call in the seven one four number? Does he have the seven one four? Yeah, I just have to go through the elevator where I'm going to lose. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, and you have the seven one four number, right? I have the seven one four number. Okay. Okay. Alan will be with us in a minute. He's. Uh, uh, right now in Hawaii, so it's uh, it's one of uh, this is one of the great things that the mentors that we have uh, that are on the broadcast. And this is one of the reasons why I took the advice that I've given often about finding time for yourself and not just the time for your tennis players, your coaching. You're setting up your scheduling, your programming, but you have to find time for your family, and this is what I did uh, this summer, and this is why we uh, only did the one broadcast uh, month uh, till now, simply because, uh, quite frankly, these mentors on vacation are not. Uh, they're always available, and they're always willing to give up their time, and truthfully, I just uh, felt guilty uh, that asking them uh, to do that. I appreciate uh, them sharing their knowledge. Uh, everybody uh, doesn't go out and uh, buy their books, although I should mention if you haven't read Winning the Mental Match or uh, Winner's Mind or Think to Win, uh, then you really uh, should. Hang on. I think uh, Ellen is here now. Let's see. Hi, uh, Ellen, are you how are yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I apologize Good. for being slow to get on, John. And <laughs> that's, I don't, I don't have a good excuse right. for it either. <laughs> well, well, you don't need one. I was just telling them uh, what the men. I'm blessed to have you mentors that uh, give so much time uh, of yourself. So, uh, and I thought, uh, like I was just telling the audience. Uh, uh, I thought this was a pretty uh, good topic uh, today because with being Halloween and being scary, sometimes there's nothing more scary than people's emotions. So uh, maybe we can get into, uh, you know, what role uh, emotions, emotions have in tennis. And uh, if you want to get, did we get start there maybe? Yeah. And, and of course, I'm, I'm also uh, hoping that uh, people will see the parallels between emotion in tennis and, and emotion just in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Because emotion enters decision-making, and it enters the way you see things. And so it, uh, it affects you in your personal life and your business life and your tennis life as well. So hopefully some some good uh, messages and information will come out of here 
today. Uh, but let, I let, hope let, so. let me go. Let me go to tennis. Huh? Excuse me, John. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I hope so. We, I had talked earlier about just uh, examining the Facebook and examining the news today and people that uh, you, you think are very intelligent and nice and people you know uh, they get emotional and then they just you don't examine uh, uh, evidence to produce facts you you examine the emotions you have and that doesn't really uh, give you facts all the time uh, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't give you facts it rarely does in fact uh, but but uh, you know most people this is. I just want to start with something very basic, and and that is, uh, most most people think of themselves as basically intelligent, logical creatures. You know, we have a, a very uh, a advanced central nervous system. We can think and we can plan, and that's what we do most of the time. I mean, it, it is rare when your brain isn't, uh, you know, planning some future event. And, trying to avoid uh, tumbling into potholes and so forth. And so you, you always think, and, and so you, you tend to think that the logical brain, the intelligent part, uh, is the part that is uh, primary, that that controls things. And then you know you have uh, more of an animal brain, uh, your, the emotional brain, uh, down in, at the lower levels, and uh, that enters in every once in a while to mess things up. But but you don't really take it all that seriously as controlling things. Uh, and and it's actually that's a, an improper way to look at it. It's, it's exactly the opposite, actually. Okay, and, and the the design, uh, you know, of and and by the way, the intelligence brain is just the. Uh, uh, a few a centimeter or so of uh, sort of crinkled up uh, nerve neurons uh, on the surface, and then uh, underneath that is is where the emotional system is uh, is found, the limbic system, what have you. Anyway, uh, the deal is is that the the uh, the uh, Logic system is a later development. Okay, the logic system was developed as as a tool, as a tool of the emotional system. I don't think mm-hmm. most people think of it that way. Uh, it, it's a tool, just like your hands and your fingers and your arms are a tool of your logic system. Okay. Uh, these things are, are it, it's a tool, and, and the design of the tool is to help the, the emotional system get what it wants. That, that's the original plan for it, okay? And, and I'll give you some examples so that you can sort of see why that would be so. Uh, for instance, uh, parents love their children. And now, love is an emotion, and, and it is... Uh, in the deeper areas of the brain, in the emotional system, okay? And so, uh, and this is normal. Of course, there are abnormal people uh, where they don't love their children, but that's unusual. The normal person loves their children. And so uh, that's the emotion, and it sets the course for the logic system. It tells the logic system what what it needs and what it wants. And then the logic system tells it how to do it. For instance, uh, you love your children, so then you you the logic system says, well, keep their hands out of the fires and, and don't let them run out in the street. Uh, that's all the logic system talking. Uh, make sure they get a good education. Try to help them along with their, you know, uh, getting started as a grown-up, you know, financially. You know, people give their kids money. They're doing all kinds of things uh, logically, but that's all driven by the emotional system, the fact that they love the children. And, and, and that love leads to the logic system uh, going into action to make sure that, uh, that the love is carried out in some way. 
Uh, now, there's a better example in the tennis area, okay? And and tennis, of course, is just a game. It's on a logical basis, you're out, uh, you know, smacking balls across the net to see who can hit more in the court. Uh, you know, it's a game played for fun, and it's all logical, it seems like. Uh, except that tennis inherently is is uh, is a fight. It's it's psychologically a fight. Okay, you're you're essentially pitting your strength and your intelligence and your will and your your uh, athletic ability and 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 uh, your uh, ability to stay out there, your your courage. All of those things are involved in fights, which a tennis match essentially is, uh, on a nice basis, of course. It's a symbolic fight, so you're not going to hit the guy, but the, the emotions are very similar. Like when you, when you uh, lose a tennis match, it feels very devastating, especially if it's been uh, uh, an important match or a hard-fought match, a match that you want to win for position or something like that. Uh, it, it feels very bad. Now, your logic system would tell you, why do you feel so bad? I mean, it's just a, a game that you lost. Big deal. Your life goes on. It's not a problem. But it doesn't feel like that. It feels like something more important has happened. I remember when I when I would lose a tournament match, I would go into my room and lock my door and I wouldn't want to talk to anybody because I felt just disgraced, basically. I didn't want to talk about it. And so what's going on on the tennis court is the, the uh, emotional system is programmed to, to want to uh, be ranked high. Okay. Human, human beings are a social species, like wolves, uh, uh, lions, dogs, uh, and and all social species have a ranking. Individuals, one in some individuals are ranked higher than others. I mean, we all know that human beings are ranked. We may not like to admit it, and and we may not have a, a numerical ranking for them, but there are rankings, and 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 and. The people that are ranked high, they get stuff. They get more respect. They get listened to more. They're treated better. Okay? And so we all want to be ranked high. Whether we admit it or not, everybody wants to be ranked high. Now, back when we were evolving, uh, ranking would have been crucial. Okay? Because this might have been 50, 100,000 years ago. I'm not sure I don't think anybody's sure exactly when we evolved these emotional programs, but but if you were ranked high and food was scarce, you would get to eat. If you were ranked low and food was scarce, you wouldn't get to eat. And and that's just exactly how it works with with lions or chimpanzees or dogs. The 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 high ranking ones eat first. Okay, the low-ranking ones have to wait their turn. And so there, there's a definite benefit. I mean, with males, high-ranking uh, gives you more access to females. And, and at some level, we all know that. Okay, we all know that if you're a successful male, uh, that means that you somehow competed with other males and, and come out well, either because you've made money or which is a, a method, uh, how much money you have, that's one of the ranking uh, parameters. But, you know, if you're a successful lawyer or you're a playwright or you're, 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 you're somehow a successful achiever, that all is, leads to ranking. And, and we all want that because we all want to be ranked high because it's programmed into our emotional system. Now, we don't think about it, and we don't have to think about it. The emotional system does it for us. It pushes us to want to be ranked high. And so the emotional system is pushing us 
to want to win tennis matches. Now, it's not a big deal for ranking, but it is a ranking issue. It is, you know, where we fit in the human hierarchy, and we want to be high. Uh, and and just so you know, off the tennis court, I mean, people want big houses in general. They want nice cars. They want nice jewelry. Uh, they want to dress well. All of that is ranking. All of that leads to your position relative to others. And so it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, uh, uh, a five-year-old car will get you around just fine. You don't need the fancy doodads and so forth. Uh, but but people want fancier cars because it, it, it gets them ranked higher. But all of that is being directed by your emotional system. Okay, we all know ranking is important, and so we want to go to a good school. We want to get a good education. We want to get a good job. Why is that so important? Because it leads, if you're a male, it leads to being more attractive to females. Uh, it, It leads to being able to take care of your family. But even more importantly than that, it, it, it gives you respect, which is another word for ranking. Okay? And if, if you go into a room full of businessmen, okay, and, and Bill Gates walks into the room with his $60 billion in, in the back of your mind, okay, who do you think people are going to want to listen to? You, you uh, the... the uh, Whatever you are, the gas station attendant, or Bill Gates, the you know multi-billionaire, you know he he's been more successful at 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 the game, and so he gets listened to, you know, and and, and in, it's the same in all areas. I mean, you go into a, a room full of of academics, and and the guy that or the girl that won the Nobel Prize in their area, they're going to be listened to more than you are. Okay, they, they've got credibility because of their ranking and their position. Okay, the more successful lawyer, he's going to be listened to more than the less successful. So it, in all areas, ranking is, is, is quite important uh, in, in, in gaining the respect of your fellows which is all emotional programming. So we, we, we run around thinking all day about this plan and that plan and how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that. But behind it, behind it, we're being directed by the emotional system. So you can't ignore the emotional system entirely. It's, it's, it's quite powerful. And, and so people wonder why it's so hard to get the emotion out of tennis. Well, because it's, it's, it's intrinsic in this, in, in the way tennis is structured as a fight. You know, it, it, someone's going to win and someone's going to lose and it's going to be a long struggle and, and, and you're not going to feel good if you lose. You, you can say it doesn't matter and you can say you should feel just fine, but I would bet a lot of money that the person that wins feels better about it than the person that loses. And and what other reason would there be for that? How would you explain such a thing when we all know that the match doesn't matter at all in general? It just it's just for fun. So why does losing matter so much? That would be a good question for the day. Uh, I mean, it matters on the pro circuit, but again, you're dealing more on the pro circuit with ranking than you are with uh, money, even. I mean, the mm-hmm. pros want to win, and the best of them, they like the money, but that's not what drives them. It's the major championships. It's the rankings. It's the respect from other people, which is all... Uh, emotional programming. All social species care what what their fellows think of them. That's where the respect comes in. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they say, by the way, that, that you know, there's an old, I don't know what, nursery rhyme or something. It says, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never harm you. That's utterly backwards. The fact of the matter is that an insult lasts longer than, than, a, than a, a punch in the arm. Unless the punch in the arm is an insult as well. But, I mean, you don't forget insults quickly. So you can say that you shouldn't care what other people say about you, but your emotional system does care. It cares quite a bit. It works very, very hard so that 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 the individual be respected. So an insult is quite painful. Anyway, that's a, that's my opening, John. That, that I just wanted to sort of, uh, which I say, give the bigger perspective about what uh, emotions are doing. And, and why uh, think, I mean, and, and I'll stand and open, and it is. I I think it's, you know, I think you said what, you know, what a lot of people would like to say and are afraid to say it, and. And I think with the Rankin, somebody like you, with the author and the books that you have, your background and your coaching experience, your playing experience can say that, where John Denise says that, uh, it's a different world. So, I mean, your definition, uh, with your permission, I'm going to tape that and use that because that's fantastic, I think. Uh, which probably brings us to, you know, uh, what do you do and, and what does a person do at tennis when they are missing easy shots or they become frustrated? And I think you've showed us why they're becoming frustrated, but do you just wait till the match is over? Is there anything to be done? Or Yeah, well, frustration, of course, is potentially part of tennis. Uh, and I deal with it a lot in my consulting. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. tend to consult with uh, driven young players. Uh, they tend to go to the, the academies, and, and they get they get stressed and they get angry. Uh, and let's just talk about anger. It's, uh, anger is really one of the simpler ones to deal with, by the way. Uh, okay. And, and it, no one can have. Uh, much doubt that anger is an emotional reaction, right? It's that emotional reaction when you don't get what you want. It's sort of the the grown-up version of of a tantrum. The little kid goes into the toy store with his mom, and he wants the the fancy toy, and she doesn't have the money and doesn't want to get it for him. He lays down on the floor and kicks his feet, and screams and yells and has a tantrum. He's frustrated because he didn't get what he wanted. And frustration is is a cousin to anger. And frustration leads very normally to anger. Uh, And it's a tricky one because anger, well, I can talk about it later, but anger often leads to a target. Okay, it'll be frustration, anger, target. What's the cause of the anger? Why am I mad? Who am I mad at? Who did something to me to make me mad? That's the natural uh, sort of sequence. So you're playing a tennis match and you get frustrated. Now I've asked people, "What, what, what causes frustration, Johnny? You know, what frustrates you? What makes you mad? And the usual answer will be, well, when I'm missing shots, I shouldn't miss. You know, I miss an easy shot. I know I shouldn't miss that. I've practiced it a thousand times. And then I go and miss it. So, of course, I'm frustrated and angry. Uh, and so the, the tricky part is when the player says, I shouldn't miss that. Okay, uh, I, I beg to differ with that. Of course, they should miss that. I mean, 
not that particular shot, but they're going to miss. Maybe that easy one and maybe a hard one, but they'll miss a whole range of shots. Now, if they don't think they should miss them, uh, I have a solution. If they're so sure that they shouldn't miss shots like that, they should go out and in the next match, uh, just don't miss those anymore. <laughs> okay? I mean, right. if you shouldn't miss them, then don't miss them. Who's telling you to miss them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. The reason, of course, they really miss them, the real reason they miss them is because they can't help it. That's why they miss them. It can't, it can't be helped at that second. And, you know, it, it's, it, 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 when you play a tennis match, the actual shots, the strokes and, and, and that you hit are, are reactions. They're, they're habits, and you're reacting to the situation on the court, and it's too fast. You're not thinking, oh, I should miss this, or I shouldn't miss it. It's just you see the shot, you try it, and you make it or you miss it. It's, it's, it's a simple reaction. It, it has nothing to do with what you ought to do or you oughtn't to do. I mean, you could look at it like it, it, since it is uh, partially a habit, uh, the stronger, the more repetitions you do in practice, the better the habit gets and the stronger the habit gets. So if you practice more, you get less likely to miss. But you will always miss. There's no way to stop it. If you think you can stop it, then stop it. Got my blessing. <laughs> Won't hear me go away. Just don't miss any more shots. Of course, <laughs> everybody knows that's impossible. <laughs> you, you know quite well it's impossible when you're not on the court. But when you're on the court and it's a big point and you miss the easy shot, somehow it seems like you should have made that one. <laughs> It feels like it anyway. But that's just frustration because you're not getting what you want. I mean, you don't know which shot you're going to miss and which shot you're going to make. No? But but when you don't get what you want, there's a natural uh, frustration and anger. Now, uh, and so that needs to be countered. The, the great player learns to deal with his or her own emotions. That is the, the essence of the mental game. I mean, the, the physical game is repetition, strokes, look for weakness, you know, and, and get, a great, get a great game. Great serve, great forehand, great backhand, be in good shape. That's all the physical game. The mental game is a whole other thing. And that's due to the emotions that, that pop up in, in, in a game that feels like it's very important. And so the great players learn to, 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 to control the emotions because they know that if the emotions run haywire and are allowed to run their natural course, they will make you lose. Yeah, here, here's a, a sort of another little truism, and that is, the human emotional system was not made to play tennis matches. Simply was not made for that purpose. And so you, you're putting somebody in a situation that he or she was not designed for. And so the emotions are going to pop out, uh, and they're not going to be productive though, because it's abnormal situation. I mean, fights are made uh, to be very quick. You get angry, so you get extra adrenaline. You can hit the guy harder, okay? It, it should be short, and it should be powerful, and it should be over. But a tennis match, you have to control fine motor movements over a long period of time, for hours. Now, the emotional system is just not designed for that. It's very stressful and very difficult, Okay? And so you're basically uh, a sea creature on land. You're in an area that you weren't designed for. So the emotions are going to pop out. They're not going to be good ones in general. 
They're going to be bad ones. And so they, they have to be tamed and they have to be turned. You, you have to create yourself out of, out of whatever you're going to use. You have to create good emotions and you have to suppress bad emotions. The ones that are going to make you miss, make you lose. Now, the, the, the three biggies are, are anger, bad emotions, uh, discouragement. You get behind. Nothing's working. Your opponent's all over you. Everything you do, they seem to be able to counter. Okay? So you get discouraged. You feel like you're going to lose. And so your energy level goes down. Your intensity goes down. Because that's what discouragement does to you. It lowers your intensity, which, of course, leads to errors. And so that's quite natural. I mean, most people are happier when they're winning, aren't they? Sure. They feel better. Yeah, they yep. feel better. They're, ha- they're happier. They're more energized. They're more excited. The ones that are getting the heck beat out of them, they're not quite as happy about it. They don't feel quite as energized. They don't feel as good. Of course, when you don't feel as good, you play worse. So what I'm saying here is the natural emotional reaction is going to make you lose. So you better not have it. You're missing today. You're making a bunch of errors. You get mad about it. What do you think is going to happen? Gonna make more. Make more errors. You're gonna make more errors, and you're gonna lose quicker. So you can't afford to get mad when you miss. It's gonna make you lose. Now, but it's difficult, and you can't afford to get discouraged when you're down. If you do, you're just gonna make more errors and lose. And so, these types of quite natural, normal emotions. Nothing abnormal. On a person that 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 gets mad on the tennis court, or that gets discouraged when they get behind. The third one, of course, is choking, and there's nothing abnormal about that. That's quite normal for everybody. Uh, so uh, you you have to recognize what what emotion is going to uh, lead you uh, to lose. And, and uh, you you have to counter them deliberately, on purpose. And, and you have to counter them at all times, forever, because they never go away. I mean, Federer, uh, when he misses an easy shot, believe me, if he let himself go, he'd get mad too. Mm-hmm. But he knows better than that. Same with the dolls. Same with the great players. Of course, even they slip every once in a while. If they get tired enough, uh, they may lose emotional control. Uh, and they can only take so much of it, uh, and their control may slip. But basically, the great players have learned to control the emotion. They are controllable. But you have to make up your mind you're going to do it, and you have to continually do it. Because the emotions are continually going to be there. They don't ever go away. So they have to be, you know, looked after. Now, the question would be, how do you control anger? Actually, anger... How would you suggest? Well, anger is the easy one. Anger is very easy to control. As, As you know, or as most people know, Federer was a hothead when he was right. uh, 18, 17, right? Mm-hmm. Bad head, they said about him. Well, he doesn't have a bad head anymore. So somewhere along the line, Federer decided that he wasn't going to get mad anymore on the court. That's how you do it. It, 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 it is extremely simple. You, you, you have to decide that you have to say, number one, Getting angry makes me miss, makes me lose. 
So I will not allow myself to get angry. I will not allow myself to get frustrated. Now, you can help yourself in that by saying, well, there's really nothing to get frustrated about if you think about it. Okay? And, and why is that? Well, because, it, because you're going to make errors because you can't help it. Is there, is, does that frustrate you to do something that's impossible to not do? You know, it's not within your control. So you, you, you think it is, but it isn't. It feels like it should be under your control, but it wasn't. It was a reaction to a situation, and sometimes you just react inaccurately. So you miss. You know, you didn't get in position quick enough. Well, you tried, but you didn't do it. Oh, you took your eye off the ball for a second. Well, you wish you'd looked at it, but you can't keep your eye on the ball every time. Sometimes you just forget. You know, you got about ten things you're trying to do at once. You may forget one of them. Okay, maybe your hand got a little stiff. Or maybe you didn't rotate far enough. Or whatever. There's a thousand ways to miss a shot. Okay? Right. And, and, and you can't keep every variable under absolute control at all times for the whole match. Right. And sometimes it's just... Right. Am I oversimplifying things, Coach, when I sit there? Uh, you know, sometimes I try to make things too simple. Am I oversimplifying it when I sit there and I, you know, you know I always say the game of tennis is really a game of time, and time is important in coaching, and time is, well, when you get our age, time is important in life. But, uh, but when you sit there, and if you repetition, which we seem to take away, if you sit there and you hit enough balls, you're gonna and you do it right, you're gonna make less mistakes. If you put persons in a pressure situation enough times, just like uh, Federer was a hothead, uh, you know. My understanding is they took his rackets away and everything. You know, eventually that repetition of knowing. And understanding and having people like you working with them, and I always felt, you know, that's the thing missing in college and high school is we don't have, you know, we have John Denise coaching instead of somebody, instead of me sitting next to somebody like you. But uh, am I simplifying things too much? Is is that uh, just part of time and repetition that uh, you're going to correct that? No, it isn't. Uh, repetition uh, and time will not save you. It will not change anything. Uh, what changes okay. it? And there's only one thing that changes it, and that is the person's uh, determination to not get angry. It's a simple decision. You decide you're not going to get angry. Now, uh, and, and, that, and the reason I went through all that tricky stuff of how the emotional system drives the logic system, of why it mm-hmm. it's, it's the most powerful part, it, 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 it is very simple sounding. You just decide. But, of course, you're up against the emotional system, and it wants you to get mad, okay, because it, it's frustrating. It wants you to get mad, and so you have to decide. And, and there's the, the, the logic you would use is, look, at the game is a probability issue. It is, there is no certainty. There's no certainty. No matter what the shot, no matter what the – there's no certainty. And so it is a probability problem. And so the probabilities are never 100% that you're going to make every shot. You're going to miss some just probabilistically. Try as you may. Okay, and you have to accept what is not possible to change. Acceptance is the key. You have to accept it. Calmly. Well, you go, yeah, so I missed that. So what? Nothing to get mad about. I couldn't help it. I'm going to miss shots as long as I learn. I will never. And, and that is what happens to better, and that's what happens to most mature people. I mean, 
what happens, you know, you see 12-year-olds play, okay? And you see a lot of anger, don't you? You see brackets oh, yeah. drop and, 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 and kids getting angry and upset, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yep. you, watch a bunch, you watch a bunch of 50-year-olds or 60-year-olds play, and usually you'll see a lot less of that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, no question. So somewhere, be- somewhere between the ages of 12 and 50, the- these people have learned to control their emotions because they don't like to miss any more than a 12-year-old likes it. Not that you don't want to miss. It makes you lose. It's embarrassing when you're playing doubles. Your partner won't like it either. Okay, so they don't want to miss, but they have realized that they're going to make errors, a certain amount of them, some days more even. But if they get upset about it, they're going to make they're going to they're going to make even more errors. So they better not do it. And so they just won't allow themselves to make to become angry. I mean, anybody can do it. I mean, you can do it whenever you decide to do it. It's very easy. It's extremely easy. Uh, of course. Well, why do some people more. take more time to realize that? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's about time. Uh, you know, you, you don't. But, ex- but it's not time. It's the decision. It's the decision. Oh, agree. And what I agree. Is, yeah. What What's happening is that that each error you make uh, it takes a certain amount of uh, strength to overpower the emotion. It takes your logical brain to to be in control of the emotion. The emotion's always there. It's it, it's mm-hmm. lurking. It, it's like an alcoholic on the wagon. You know, the alcoholic on the wagon is always an alcoholic, and he always right. wants a drink. And, and, and he has to keep keep a foot on it all the time. Otherwise, if he just lets nature take its course, he's going to drink. And the tennis player, if he or she just lets nature take its course, the, the player's going to get angry if they miss. Of course. Mm-hmm. That's natural. So they have to keep a foot on it all the time. Now, what I suggest, my solution, and this is something I learned to do myself, so I know you can do it, nothing to it. You just decide, you say to yourself, before you go out on the court, I will have no feeling at the end of a point. Nothing's going to happen internally to me when I play a point. Not good, not bad, not anything. Okay, so if I hit a great shot, I don't feel anything. If I make an easy error, I still don't feel anything. I just don't feel anything at the end of points. Okay? Now, the reason for that is that if you play anybody about as good as you are, no matter what you do, you can stand on your head, you're going to lose about half the points. I mean... If you win the match, you'll win 54% of the points, 52%. You won't win 70% unless it's not a close, unless the person can't play. You know, it's going to be 53-47. So you're going to lose every other point. So if you allow the emotions to run, because the usual argument to me is going to be, well, how about when when I win a point? Can I be happy about that? And the answer is, in general, no. Because you're going you're gonna to go up and down with every other point. Oh, you won that. I feel great. Now what are you going to do when you miss the next one? You're not going to feel so great anymore. Okay. Oh, I win the next point. I feel great. Uh, I lose the next two points. I feel terrible. I don't feel great. You're going to lose control of yourself. Alan, I feel terrible right now because I don't know if you just heard that in the background or not, but they say we have 30 seconds and this broadcast is over. So I I thank you for sharing your knowledge. And go ahead. You have the last 20 seconds. The, The last 30 seconds, and that is 
you, you want to get control over your emotions all the time. And the way you start out with control is to have no feeling at the end of a point. And then so you're in control of it. Before the next point starts, however, you have to ramp up your intensity. Okay? You ramp it up because you've been relaxing. At the end of the point, nothing's happening. Next point, you ramp up intensity. You focus on what you're doing. You have your little plan for how the point's going to start. And that's it. Off you go. So... Okay, that, thank that you, Alan. It's been a pleasure, and I wish we had more time because this uh, I could go on for another hour as far as I'm concerned, but they're telling me goodbye. So thank you. Uh, I look forward to our next conversation.